It's not what it looks like. So, what is it then? Did your armor accidentally slip off piece by piece? Did my wife accidentally fall backwards into our bed? Did your manhood accidentally fall inside of her? Because from where I stand, Arn, that's precisely what it looks like. Arn began to ease off of Astrid. Gunnar's wife of 16 years, but he was stopped. No, don't move. Stay there. I want to remember you both like this. Gunnar, please be reasonable. Our son is asleep in the next room. You dare throw my son in my face? You lay here with my best friend and expect me to keep my voice down? Gunnar, please... Let, let's talk this out. Gunnar noticed Arn's eyes move towards the sword belt that laid a few paces from the bed next to his arm. <laughs> your eyes speak the truth. While your tongue continues to spew lies, I will not kill an unarmed man. Arn, unlike you, I am not without honor. Gunnar moved to Arn's weapon and grasped the hilt. The sword sang as he ripped it from its sheath and tossed it to the floor in front of him. With one hand, he gestured towards the weapon and then beckoned Arn to take it. Gonna, please. Be silent, my wife. I will deal with you in a moment. Come, Arn. Take your weapon and die a man. Gunnar watched Arn closely. Arn looked at Astrid who sat whimpering and sniffling, and then turned to look at Gunnar, who may as well have had steam coming from his ears. Gunnar readied himself as Arn slid out of the bed and eased his way towards the sword. That's it, Arn, that's it. Slowly, Arn picked up the weapon and turned to face Gunnar, the ink of fear covering his face like artwork. The men stood with their weapons ready as Astrid sat on the bed watching them. Moments from their childhood began running through Gunnar's mind. This moment, this wasn't supposed to be happening. Arn had been his best man when he married Astrid. Arn had been there when his son had been born. Arn had fought at his side. He tried to piece together the hows and the whys that might explain why this was happening. But nothing made sense. Gunnar, I don't want to do this. A bit late for that, I'm afraid. Gunnar, if you would please just let me explain. There is nothing you can say that is not obvious. You can defend yourself or stand there and die. Choose. Oh, 
trip to gone, Arn. You're about to meet him. Did you hear that? Uh, a deaf man could hear that. I'll go have a look. Gunnar glared at Arn and then stood to his feet, sheathed his weapon and walked outdoors. Once he had gotten outside, there was a beast so large that he could not visually consume it in its entirety in a single glance. Its neck was like several trees stacked on top of one another, endlessly stretching towards the sky. Its face was like a lizard, its forked tongue licking the air as saliva dripped endlessly from its tip. The beast had fangs the size of men, and it had black, leathery, webbed wings that likely stretched a mile in each direction. Its feet boasted sharp talons, while its mouth housed a citadel of fire. Elion's beard! Strap on your armor. The village is being attacked by a dragon. A what? Put your clothes on and grab what you can. We have to leave or we will be killed. Is this some kind of trick, Gunnar? Are you deaf? I said there is a dragon outside. Put your armor on. I need your help getting my family to safety. There are no dragons. They all died centuries ago. Gunnar grabbed Arn and led him outside. Arn fell to his knees when he saw the monstrosity stretch its wings, pull back its neck, and spit forth a fireball that decimated everything in its path. Astrid joined the men and gasped, covering her mouth as she saw it. Where did it come from? Why is it attacking Echo Village? Get dressed! Let's go! There will be time for unanswered questions once we are safe. Arn began quickly putting on his armor, while Astrid dressed with random items from her closet. Gunnar woke his son and got him ready. He took a moment to glance back outside. Fear gripped him as he watched the beast going about its destructive work. Families were exiting their homes and running for their lives as panic struck the village like a cancer. The foursome made their way out of the house. Dragonfire blazed out of control as they stepped out onto the dirt road. The group was nearly trampled to death by runaway horses that had no riders on their backs. The dragon stretched its enormous wings and took to the air with purpose. After releasing a guttural scream, it swooped down and released a bastion of flame onto the village that only exacerbated the destruction already in progress. The group moved quickly to the stables and only one horse remained. Gunnar looked at the dragon circling above and then back towards his family. He steadied himself, took hold of his son, and looked him in the eyes. You are the man of the house now, Micah. Take care of your mother. I love you. Micah nodded. Gunnar turned to Astrid and stopped her as she was about to speak. Take Micah and get to Cantor Hold. I'll be along as soon as I can. They both knew he was lying. Astrid looked at Arn and then back at her husband. She stood for several moments, looking for the words that would never come. I forgive you. 
Astrid thanked her husband with a nod and then mounted the horse with her son. Uh, what about us? You and I are going to distract the dragon to buy them time. What, and die ourselves in the process? You could take your chances with the dragon, or you could die right here, right now. Choose! Arn nodded and said no more. Gunnar slapped the horses behind and watched as it galloped off with his family. He looked at Arn. Let's go! The two men exited the stable and stared up at the dragon as it circled above, smoke snorting from its large nostrils like a chimney. Gunnar noticed a few bows and a quiver of arrows on the dead bodies of several archers a few paces from their position. It would take some maneuvering to get to them, though, because of the terror in the streets. Arn, the bows! If we could get to them, we could get its attention. Arn! <sighs> Gunnar turned, and all he saw was his former best friend running off into the distance with the crowd of others in mass panic. He sighed and shook his head. He breathed in and out to steady his nerves. If his family was to have a chance, he had to get to that bow. Kicking against the goads of traffic, Gunnar weaved his way to one of the bows and collected the quiver of arrows. The dragon extended its wings and prepared to plunge down and discharge yet another taste of fire on the villagers. Gunnar calmed his breathing and loaded the bow. Taking careful aim, he pulled back on the bowstring with all of his strength. The dragon sensed the danger and increased its speed, inhaling deeply while moving with renewed purpose towards Gunnar. The arrow shot from the bow like a whip and ripped through the beast's left wing. It roared in anger and landed in front of Gunnar with a thud, wiping out several homes in the process. Come on, you ugly bastard! Let's finish this! Gunnar tossed the bow aside, drew his axe, and ran for the dragon to strike a blow to its side. But the beast was quicker than he thought it would be. It turned and cooked him in a cadre of fire that was so intense, it melted the very skin from his bones. The charred corpse of Gunnar joined the others in the streets. His axe melted down into the combination of wood, leather strips, liquid, and ore from which it was born. The dragon roared defiantly, cradling its injured wing took to the air as best it could, and flew off, as the people below continued to run for their lives. 